guys. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Welcome to this week's episode of Courageous Wellness. Today on the podcast, we have the very special guest, Arielle Laurie of the lifestyle blog and brand, The Blonde Files. Arielle shares her journey from struggling with and confronting addiction to a place of progressing health. Arielle now works in the behavioral health field in addition to running the blog, The Blonde Files, which explores her love of fitness, nutrition, fashion, beauty, and travel. She started her fitness journey with Kayla Etzinas' BBG, but has expanded to what intuitively feels right for her body, given wherever she's at. Arielle is also passionate gut health advocate, as she herself has gone from being diagnosed with a bacterial overgrowth in her gut to a gut that works for her. She is also an excellent cook and is always sharing wonderful new recipes with her audience, continuing to speak to them quite candidly and honestly about her life experiences. We're so excited to welcome Arielle to the show. So welcome, Arielle. Thank you. Thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. Um, so maybe just to get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how your journey in health and nutrition and fitness began? Yeah. Um, so my my journey kind of, my, I look at my starting point as five years ago when I got sober. Mm. Everything before that, I mean, my body was a trash can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I yeah. was, um, I'm really open about my sobriety because it's a big part of my journey. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of crazy to reconcile that the life that I live now mm. um that I'm the same person that I was before. I mean, five years ago, I I was dying, you mm. know, uncontrollable seizures and, um, you know, paramedics going through my window and I'm unconscious and in and out of the hospital. And um, when I finally was intervened on, they said that um, had it not happened when it did, I wouldn't have made it through the weekend. Wow. So for the first, so I got sober, obviously. Um, and the first couple years, my priority was on my emotion, Mm. my emotional health, um, my spirituality. That's a really big part of my life. Mm. And, you know, just building a strong foundation, um, in sobriety. Mm. And so around two years into that, so two and a half years ago, give or take, Um, I was at a point where I felt like my life was going really well. It was full. I was happy and, and sober and emotionally healthy. And, um, I just felt like something was off in my body. Mm. Um, and you know, we know our bodies best. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just knew that something was amiss. Um, I had been diagnosed with 
PCOS mm-hmm. and every doctor that I went to would just say, go on the pill. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily want to do that. And I also had really bad gastrointestinal issues. Like, I mean, I just found pictures today from a couple years ago and I was, it looked like I had a beach ball mm-hmm. like under my shirt. I mean, it was so shocking. Um, I, this is like TMI, but I can't really tell my story without getting <laughs> okay. into it. But like everything I ate just went right through me, yeah. no matter what it was. Um, it would wake me up at night. I couldn't work. It mm. was like really something was off. Um, and at that same time, I was following some BBG girls. It was like kind of in the beginning mm-hmm. era of BBG. So I followed like Kelsey Wells mm-hmm. and a couple other girls. Um, and I was like, God, they must be like eating a thousand calories a day and working out like three hours a day. Mm. And like, I just don't have the discipline to do that. So mm. I'll never do that. Um, but I just kind of got to a place where I was like desperate and I had the, the physical ailments, but I also just felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, another part of getting sober was that like my body responded differently. You know, I wasn't, when I was drinking and using I wasn't eating and I was like so when I got sober I gained some weight and um so I started doing BBG um I didn't buy it I just like googled some pdfs and like had it on my phone and I would do it in my little apartment because I didn't want anyone to see me in the gym and um and within a couple weeks of doing that I I got this confidence that like I had never had before Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that my body had changed at all because it hadn't, um, but I just felt like I was kind of taking control of mm-hmm. that part of my yeah. life, and I was I was doing something that was really challenging, and and I was proud of myself. Yeah. Um, so so I started like full on going into BBG, mm. um, and I think it's worth. I forgot to say this before, but before that I was eating like really low carb Mm. and, you know, I would eat like huge salads for lunch and dinner that were like, you know, I mean, just so much food with so little nutritional value. Um, and, and I was having adverse reactions. Mm. I mean, I, I was like killing myself doing cardio and eating no carbs and I just, you know, to no avail. Yeah. So I started, um, I started BBG. I started an Instagram account mm. because that's like what that's you're encouraged to do. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want anyone to know who I am. And I didn't show my <laughs> face for like the first year. I think, mm. I think it was something like that. Um, I didn't tell anybody my name. It was like, I didn't want anyone to know that it was me. Um, and yeah, thus began my journey into you know where I am now Mm. so that's amazing I mean just and just for anybody who doesn't know what BBG oh yeah um I think it's pretty popular at this point and a lot of people do know but it's I still get asked all the time though yeah Yeah. her program um it's bikini body guide yeah Yeah. and they're short they're like 35 minute workouts yeah they're it's 28 minutes Mm. um so yeah, four circuits of seven minutes. Mm. Um, and that was another thing that I really liked about it. And yeah. I like, couldn't believe I was like, wait a second, I can like work out for 30 minutes and that's it. And a mm. lot of women still ask me today, like, well, what else are you doing besides BBG? Like they think like, mm. there's no way that three days a week of, you know, 
28, 30 minutes, whatever, a day yields any kind of results because yeah. it's ingrained in us to always do more, Yeah, you know, and I talk about that a lot. Like if we hit a plateau, we think, okay, I need to do more. I need to diet more. Mm-hmm. I need to restrict more. I need to add cardio. I need to, and it's like rarely the solution. Mm. I think that's really incredible. And I think, you know, it, it must be so vulnerable to share pictures of your body like that, especially like you said, I totally understand why maybe you didn't show your face or say your name because it is such a vulnerable experience to put a picture of your body side by side at, you know, a state where you might not be as comfortable or you're just starting out. But, you know, today you're so open, like about your sobriety, about you know, who you are and share your face now. How did that grow and develop for you? Where did you find that strength? I can't remember exactly when I decided to show my face, but with the whole Instagram thing, it kind of caught on pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just the time that I started. I mean, Mm -hmm. now it's so saturated with like Fitspo and I can't imagine breaking into it now. Um, but BBG was pretty hot. <laughs> and um, actually, six months into it, someone from Kayla's team contacted me. Okay. And um, it was so weird because I was flying back to Boston because I had to have ovarian surgery. Mm. Um, and I got a message from this woman, and she was from the sweat team, and she was like, hey, we're doing a meetup in LA. Um, would you want to help out? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Like, that's so cool. That's so weird. Like Mm. weird timing. And I thought like that it would be me and like a bunch of other girls. And I said, um, do you mind telling me who else is doing it so that I can like reach out to them? And they were like, Oh yeah, it's going to be you and Kelsey. Mm. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's like, it was so, I was like, how did you find me? Like a needle in a haystack kind of thing. Like in Australia, you know, I don't know how she found my account. Um, and that kind of thrust me mm-hmm. out of my little comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hiding in my little, my little bubble. Um, it's been an amazing community that I've seen, like that's come out of it. We, oh my we've God. had a couple of interviews with women who now have their own fitness programs because of their own journeys with Kayla and her yeah. program. She really, I mean, yeah, you see so many women who started out doing it and then it, it's kind of like a foundational thing. Like mm-hmm. you, you build a foundation and fall in love with exercise yeah. and movement. And yeah, so many women have branched out to do their own programs or, you know, go off and start doing like weight training and, yeah. and it's like launched actual brands. I mean, it's crazy. I know. It's great because it's like we were talking this morning. We took um, a new a new fitness class uh, by Scorpio Liberatis is the name of it. what? It's called <laughs> it's called Sting Fit, and it's all like your own body weight sort of. Right. And the the guy who founded it was a was a professional soccer player for many years. Okay. So it was pretty intense. We sweat right. hard, but um, he, we were saying like he's very much of the mindset that like the rising tide lifts all ships where it's like not wanting the competition between other sort of fitness things. It's like, there's something for everyone. Right. And, and I feel like the BBG community has sort of done that with many people where it's like many people have been able to kind of launch their own platforms, which is a nice, you know, side effect. I think it's the beautiful yeah. impact of community. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. And 
I'm sure it's primarily women, like women supporting women. I'm sure there's right. men who do BBG too, but I think it's geared towards I had towards some guy friends women. try and they were like dead. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Yeah. It's like when men go to Pilates or bar class and they can't do Touch even, their like, toes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. second of it. So. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about your, that moment where like you were having a lot of gut issues, mm-hmm. um, and you're naturally a small person and you, yeah. you said you had like this kind of belly. Yeah. So can we, <laughs> can we talk a little bit about, you know, Eric and I have d- done like a dive into this sort of microbiome health world and we're still learning so much about it and how much it's even helped us and like immunity and all different types of things that are connected mm-hmm. to it. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about your own journey with learning about that and learning through your own experience and what was going on? Yeah. So, um, so I mentioned the ovarian cyst. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, when I started BBG, you know, my body started changing, but I still had those very obvious kind of like you know, shocking. I mean, it was, it wasn't just like, people ask me, how do you know if something's wrong with your gut? And I'm like, when it's really bad, like, you know, um, and yeah, so I, they found the ovarian cyst, but that wasn't causing much of the gastrointestinal stuff that I was experiencing. So, um, for like a year I worked with a gastroenterologist Mm -hmm. and, he diagnosed me with SIBO mm-hmm. and put me on like really hardcore antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't taking probiotics or anything like that. Um, and every time, like I would finish the round of antibiotics and then a couple weeks later it would come back and then he would just put me on them again. And mm-hmm. I like, I never want to sound like I'm vilifying doctors or my mm-hmm. doctor. I love him, but they just, um, a lot of doctors, especially of a certain age, weren't given the tools maybe that are available now. Mm. Um, You know, what's that? Like when everything, when all you have is a hammer, everything's a nail or something. I'm totally butchering it, but it's like medication. Like that's what you do and you suppress the symptoms. Um, So, so yeah, for about a year, we tried all these different things, all these different medications. And he had been suggesting that I get, um, a colonoscopy, but mm. I kept putting it off because I was like, there's no way that I can not eat for a day. Mm. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> that was literally the only reason that I wouldn't do it. And mm. finally, I was so desperate that I, I got a colonoscopy and he diagnosed me with something called lymphocytic colitis. Mm. And he put me on um, a really heavy dose of a corticosteroid. Mm. Um, and it worked and it got rid of like the acute symptoms. And I've been on it since which Mm. is not good. So Mm. I've been on it for two years Mm. and you're supposed to be on it for like a few weeks. Mm. (laughs) Um, So, you know, but it, to me, I didn't know enough at the time and I just thought, okay, it's, I don't, I'm not like running to the bathroom every five minutes. So it's working. And I had like a semblance of, of a normal life back in that regard. Um, And so it wasn't really until not even a year ago, last fall, um, when I started noticing that I was having really bad bloating again, really bad mm-hmm. nausea, 
fatigue to the point where like I couldn't drive some days, mm. um, brain fog, like no matter what I ate I, afterwards, I would be like, I have to lie down or something. Mm. I mean, I was just, and it was the same cycle where I, I knew something was wrong with my body mm-hmm. and I really attributed it to hormones. And I was mm. like, well, this is my PCOS flaring up. And I saw all kinds of like reproductive health specialists and PCOS doctors and they all said go on the pill Mm. and I tried it and I had like a meltdown so I I was on it for a couple weeks I think and then I got off um and finally um I I was so desperate and I remembered that a colleague of mine had talked about this guy Rob Yang like years ago he's like you have to go see him he's Mm -hmm. amazing and so for whatever reason, in that moment of desperation, I was like, I'm going to call Rob Yang. Like it just <laughs> like popped into <laughs> my head. Yeah. And that was kind of like the start of the gut health journey that I'm on now. So he, um, he was like, yeah, you know, your hormones are probably screwed up, but we have to start with the gut mm-hmm. because everything, I mean, it affects everything. You everything. can't, you yeah. can't start with the hormones if your gut is in dysbiosis or mm. if there are any issues there. Um, and he he suspected that if I healed my gut, that the hormones would follow. Mm. And so far, that's kind of been the case. So, wow. Yeah. So he did a bunch of testing. Um, he tested my gut bacteria and found that I had a parasite, a yeast, and... Um, parasite, yeast... And I can't remember. Oh, and some kind of bacterial overgrowth. Um, And he also tested my food sensitivities and I eliminated those. And within like a week or two, I was totally fine. Mm. Isn't that amazing how fast it happened? It was really crazy. And I started doing some of my own research and I was was researching lymphocytic colitis Mm. because I'm like, what is this that I was diagnosed with? And kind of comparing like the lab tests that I had gotten back Mm. from my gut microbiome testing and um I found some some um articles that talked about a correlation between a certain kind of bacteria and lymphocytic colitis so I was like oh so you know it appeared to me as though we found the underlying reason Mm -hmm. for the diagnosis of the colitis wow that's pretty amazing. That yeah. Is. It's interesting having that intuitive moment, like, I'm going to call this guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it works that way sometimes, right? And listening to that voice. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, too, you know, to trust your instincts and be like, hey, like you're saying, something is up, something's wrong. I don't feel right. And then not just putting a pill on top of it yeah. or taking, because it is, you know, doctors are so wonderful. And I agree. I love Western medicine. You know, if you have something wrong with you, definitely go to a doctor. But I think it it always really blows my mind how medical professionals don't really study nutrition. So of course that's why they're going to give you a pill or they're going to put something in your body. Not what's causing. Yeah. So it, but it does, it takes a lot to be able to trust yourself and your intuitive voice. And I think even you know, you're so strong to have gotten sober and to really take control of your life this way. I'm sure that helped in being able to intuitively listen to yourself as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not numbing out anything. I don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> I have caffeine and food. That's really <laughs> kind. <laughs> and like, I barely even have caffeine anymore. But yeah, I'm very in touch with what's going on in my body. And I think it's important for, for anybody listening, um, you know, if, if you're going, if you're trying all different avenues and you feel like nobody's hearing you, like, listen to your body. Yeah. Because yeah. we're the only people that can feel what we're feeling. I Absolutely. mean, you know when something is wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, luckily now there are, you know, practitioners who are versed in yeah. treating underlying causes. Right. And yeah, Western medicine is amazing mostly for like acute right mm, things. acute not yeah. chronic things yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so as your diet has changed how have you found kind of what's working for you now and what is working for you now what would you say your diet and fitness regime looks like today you know it's it changes so much um I kind of you know I think I allude to it on Instagram a fair amount that like what I did last month isn't necessarily what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that in itself is kind of like my philosophy now. Mm. Like I do whatever feels good, um, at the time. And I don't really like adhere to any strict rules except for not eating the things that I'm sensitive to. Mm. But, um, I don't find that restrictive because mm-hmm. I feel so good. Yeah, right. <laughs> you you know? don't want to feel the way you felt before. Right. So that's like reason enough. Yeah. And I've had a few, like I had a major relapse, I'll call it <laughs> mm. at a wedding in May and they had like some kind of pies and I was like, I'll just have like a little. Mm. And then I had a little and I like went off the rails and I was like hungover the next day. I was throwing up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, couldn't, I don't even like remember the, the next morning. I was so from all the sugar. So um, sugar. Yeah. That's another <laughs> yeah. podcast. But yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I've, I've laid off the intensity of my workouts because I noticed that that wasn't really serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll do BBG occasionally um, if I have the energy, but I found that when I did it like consistently, I could do it for a week and then the next week I would be shot. Mm-hmm. Like it's just too much for my body right now. And I think that has to do with the fact that, you know, my body is still busy trying to heal the gut. Absolutely. You make two really delicious recipes on your <laughs> website. I tried, actually I tried. <gasps> and I it's the cookie recipe. The one you brought to my house? Yes. <laughs> They're so good. Everyone is obsessed. Oh, yay. I think it's the chia. I didn't chia. know that was your recipe. Yeah. I was the like, chia? The chia chia cookies. So yeah, it's, so it's what I bring now to Everywhere. my girlfriend's house. People it's are exciting. obsessed <laughs> with them. Yeah. And even the dough. I can yeah, eat yeah. the dough. Yeah. And it's vegan. I mean, you can. Yeah. So delicious. But um, so how do you get your, how do you come up with recipes? What is that process? Has that always been something you've been interested in or has that evolved with your nutrition journey? I've always been interested. Um, it's it's kind of funny that you bring it up because I have a project coming out in a couple weeks that has to do with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in a household where my parents both cooked all the time Mm -hmm. and you know, they weren't like super healthy. I mean, but we ate fresh food. We were fortunate in that way, fresh whole foods, you know, the kind Mm. of stuff that I like to eat now. Um, and my dad, I, I'll never forget my dad, teaching me how to make scrambled eggs when I was like seven or eight. That was yeah. my first thing. And I just kind of fell in love with it because you can be creative. Yeah. Um, for me, it's kind of an expression of love. You know, mm. I love to cook for my husband and friends and family. Mm. And 
create something and then see people enjoying it. Mm. Um, I love when people make my recipes and like tag me, you know, I get Mm. so excited. So, um, yeah, you know, I've, it's been, I don't want people to think that being healthy, um, is restrictive or time consuming or, you know, so I try to come up with recipes that are like really easy, very few ingredients, um, or, you know, as few ingredients as possible yeah. and are still delicious and don't sacrifice flavor. Yeah. And my yeah. husband is my guinea pig because <laughs> he is like not into like any of the, you know, any of the stuff nutrition wise. Um, Neither is mine. Yeah. So. He's old school. But he wants like the cookie. He does. Oh yeah. I know. And my husband, that. I'll have him test everything. And yeah. if he approves it, then I'm like, okay, you know, the flavor cause he's good, like, I want that. extra gluten and extra sugar. <laughs> and yeah. 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 Well, we'll definitely like, we'll have to post the, um, that the cookie, cookie recipe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's literally a everyone's favorite yeah and it's so easy to build off of I mean like for fall you know you can add like you can be really basic and add some pumpkin, pumpkin. <laughs> which there. I did the we other week no shame no yeah, shame in the basic game. <laughs> yeah. well that's exciting well we look forward to like your future um food project yeah I know I, I feel so I just don't want to announce it because yeah. I did that with the clothing line like mm. six months ago and then things kind of unraveled um and now everyone's asking me about it and I'm like uh it's coming soon but there have been yeah from the blonde files yes yeah um yeah we said that we don't have to go into it but that you do have a store coming right yeah we saw it on your Instagram today yeah (laughs) yeah look out for it everyone it's just Um, a capsule collection that's so exciting yeah Yeah. um you also mentioned earlier your spirituality and how important that is to mm-hmm. you so what is in your we kind of call it like a self-care toolkit okay <laughs> what yeah, like everyone has their own yeah yeah but what does yours look like even just on a simple say it's like a busy day is there any sort of routine that you have for yourself that you prioritize yeah so I I always have the same routine in the morning I wake up um, I make my matcha. <laughs> That's step one. Um, and then I do some like readings, like daily, you know, to do with my sobriety, mm-hmm. um, or just kind of, you know, daily inspirational readings. And then I meditate for like 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it in silence. Mm-hmm. I did apps for a while and I just found that listening to like a guided meditation, I was still kind of like, using my brain too much, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, And I'm actually starting Transcendental Meditation on Sunday. So, you know, meditation for me, um, when I can do it, (laughs) because there are obviously mornings where I'm like, eh, I'm going to do my email instead. But days that I start off that way um, and I don't jump into email and scrolling and, Mm. you know, busying my mind, Mm. um, it just kind of sets my day off on a different foot absolutely um I'm more in touch with you know what's going on inside me and um and then I try to do it in the afternoon too yeah so it's like a morning and an evening yeah yeah we have that we both practice um buddhism and we chant in the morning and at night uh in the morning and it it makes such a yeah difference yeah yeah just something to sort of set your day Mm -hmm. especially now I mean we're so busy and we thrive on being busy it feels Mm -hmm. like and you know it's like living in LA you're Mm. yeah driving everywhere and like 
Um, especially for me, like having this, this kind of like internet world that I have to maintain. Um, I hate being on my phone. I hate being on Instagram. I shouldn't say that, but like, (laughs) I don't like it. Um, Mm -hmm. I can feel my brain like frying. Mm. So it's really important to have that time away from all of that. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, mm -hmm. how, since you're, you know, your primary sort of brand and business is on the internet, how do you maintain like healthy guidelines for yourself with that relationship? So for the most part, I try to do my posting in the morning. So after I've meditated and everything, Mm -hmm. um, I'll post and I'll write and then I'll kind of get off Instagram. Um, and I try to like, I don't know if I mean, people that follow me might notice, like, I have times where I'm, like, full throttle, like, Mm -hmm. Instagram stories all day and, like, you know, replying to comments and stuff. And then I have other times where I go dark for, like, a few days Mm because I just, you know, I it's for my sanity. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's not, like, the real world. (laughs) You know, there's Mm -hmm. real life is happening all around us. Um, And it's so important to stay, you know, firmly attached to that because it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole so I try to you know set and maintain boundaries where like I'm really only on it in the morning and I don't scroll around that much mm-hmm. um I find that like you know if I just sit there and mindlessly go through everything and I'm then I'm on the explore page mm-hmm. and then I'm comparing myself to everybody and then it and it's just like not helpful yeah. <laughs> at yeah. all um so I try you know I have my days but I try to keep it to the morning and then shift gears mm. that's so great yeah yeah I think too having I think your page is so wonderful because it's so positive and I think the fact that you have like a little corner of the internet that shares positivity and that again, you're so honest, you're so vulnerable and sharing your story. I think I'm sure too. I think that's why people love following you and really enjoy your posts because it's so hard to see. There's so much noise on the internet. Yeah. And of course we're comparing our insides to other people's outsides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think so many young people struggle with, you know, addiction and sobriety and different things like that. And it can feel so, isolating Mm -hmm. um but it's so great for again people like you to have their corner of the internet that people can find inspiration in yeah (laughs) Yeah, it really is kind of a happy little corner I haven't received very much hate or trolling which has been nice and everybody (laughs) is really supportive of one another like in comments I just you know it's great um I hope it stays that way (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) we'll see um but yeah I mean I've I've tried to like you know, I was thinking about it today on the way over here, and I I feel like my greatest liabilities in life and the things that were so shameful, you know, my mm. drug addiction and alcoholism and the bloating that was mm. like, it's it was so shameful, um, are now my greatest assets. Yeah, and I want other people to see that, like, you know, those are things that we can grow from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in any in any instance look for the lesson yeah. and you know it's it's a chance for growth I don't know absolutely yeah and I think I mean that's honestly why we had the inspiration other than just like our own interest in it but to start interviewing people mm-hmm. and sharing stories because 
sometimes when you go into the health and wellness sort of world, there can be a lot of stigma surrounding mm-hmm. certain things like weakness associated with health issues or, or whatever it may be. And that's not the case. And the more right. we just openly talk about it and people can say, Oh, well, that's something that I've gone through. There's like a connection that can be formed. Yeah, it's the identification. That's yeah. where you, that's where you connect. And you know, and destigmatize the talking about it like let's be comfortable talking about it so we can help each other and realize that we're all sort of in similar boats absolutely and that physical health really comes from mental and emotional health you can't just like have this great outside appearance you know unless you're really and maybe you can but what's the point if you're not happy and healthy mentally and emotionally which is I think the most important goal yeah, and when you're when you're happy and healthy emotionally, you know the physical aspect is a byproduct because Absolutely. you're making choices um, that serve you. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Wow. So what do you see as the future for the Blonde Files? Like, what are your as you're evolving? Oh. Yeah. Do you have goals or any sort of aspirations? Yeah, I do. I mean, I've I. It's hard to like put a time frame around it or, or really, you know, things happen every day and it's so cool to look back in my journey and see how, you know, like the the BBG meetup a year and a half, two years ago, how that was a, a step mm-hmm. in, you know, where I am today. So I'm sure something will happen in a week that's going to, you know, change <laughs> yeah. the direction. Um, but, you know, I... I want to continue um, helping people. That's always been my my goal. Mm. Um, it sounds kind of Pollyanna, but, <laughs> you know, and to build a brand around that, um, you know, it's kind of the goal right now. I, I don't really want to get too much into like collaborations and, mm. you know, selling something in mm-hmm. every picture of my Instagram. I've tried to really stay away from that. Um, and I want to create my own stuff. I'm looking for what people need. Um, you know, what do the people, what does my audience ask for all the time? And I'm trying to fill that myself. Mm. Um, so yeah, different, you know, whether that's cookbooks or fashion line or, <laughs> you know, skin products or whatever that looks like. Mm, yeah. Um, that's kind of where I want to take it. Just turn it into more of a brand. Like a lifestyle mm-hmm. kind of all areas. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I think that is like following your authentic truth and heart will continue to lead anyone and everyone to, I think what their mission in life is and what they're meant to do. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. It's so it's, we all have it in us, you know, it's just a matter of like, are we quiet enough to hear it? And that's mm-hmm. why meditation is so helpful. Well, it is. And I think it's not just drugs and alcohol that we drown ourselves with, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, television, it's scrolling, it's shopping, it's eating. I'm an emotional eater. So food is definitely my Mm -hmm. addiction and everybody has something, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's like trying to not self-medicate with whatever, right? Whatever it can be. Yeah. Um, because I think too, we've both found in a very similar way, it has been such a transitional year for both of us yeah. and so many good big things. Big time. <laughs> the big time transition. And it's so beautiful what 
so many different shifts and turns and twists and having that quiet moment to trust our gut. Right. right? Cause that's the thing back to the microbiome. It's yeah. like, you know, you're, everything lives in your gut, your immune system, your serotonin, yeah. your, emotions, your emotions, like all of it. you know, even like when you get a bad feeling and your yeah. mind and gut are so connected. And I, Ali and I have really had that experience where when we've slowed down and listened to ourselves, it's opened up like a whole, like our lives have changed so much in six months. Three months. Three months. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Quieting and slowing yeah. down. So, and I think um, in a way, like that's the reason we've connected again yeah. too. It's just like you start to kind of get in rhythm with certain people, and, yeah. and it sort of just starts to happen. The things that you're sort of supposed to be doing, if you'd quiet and right. listen, come to you. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's huge because it removes that like grind which so many of us can be in especially in a city like Los Angeles or New York or wherever any big city I think there's that kind of idea of just like being in the grind the hustle and yeah there's an element of that that's important because you want to be active you want to be making decisions for your life but sometimes it doesn't have to be so grinding yeah Um, and there's a balance as with everything so that's exciting for you guys though yeah Yeah. we're excited um before we wrap up so we ask all of our guests do you have any um either books that you're reading or podcasts that you're listening to or anything music that you find sort of inspirational right now or has been kind of big for you in your own journey that's a good good question um well, as far as books, I'm a bookworm. I read all the time. It's another kind of self-care thing that I do um, because it's very soothing for my brain to not be in front of a screen or, you know. Um, I mostly read novels, so I love, like, Jonathan Franzen and Jeffrey Eugenides. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing it right. I just read The Marriage Plot by him that I really liked. Um, I, I'm reading... What am I reading now? Donna Tartt, The okay. Secret, or mm-hmm. The Secret... I can't remember. She wrote The Goldfinch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I could go on and on <laughs> and like list all these. I love books. Um, podcasts. I am a Mark Hyman groupie. Like, <laughs> literally, this is the first episode oh of not quoted Mark Hyman. <laughs> Every episode we talk about him. Oh, basically. good. Okay. <laughs> so you guys know how amazing he is. Yes. So and his doctor's pharmacy. pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like every time I listen to it, I like pause and then I need to like write down everything. I mean, mm-hmm. he's so, he's amazing. And Broken Brain. Mm-hmm. Are you guys listening to that one? Mm-hmm. No. no, I haven't started doing oh, Broken Brain. It's all like <laughs> gut brain. You'll love it. Oh, I'm okay. so You'll nerd out. It's so okay. good. It's, um, Mark Hyman did like a docu-series. And so this is based off of that, I guess. It's wow. amazing. Okay. Um, so that's like my, my number one podcast right now. All right. Yeah. That's exciting. Thanks. Yeah. That's not one of our number one. <laughs> <laughs> and this, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining thank us Thank you today. for having me. Thank you. This was and fun. I'm sure everyone listening already follows you and knows where to find you. But in case anybody doesn't, um, can you share where everyone can find you on the internet? On Instagram, I'm at the blonde files with two S's. Somebody has, you know, the regular one. It drives me crazy. Um, and and my email is ariel at thebluntfiles.com. Great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. 
subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.